Welcome to episode 82 of The Endless Stream. I'm Aiden, and this week I am joined by Brian, and we have Kev for a little bit. He has to step out at a certain point as he's going to a wedding. We are three artists, illustrators, filmmakers, and all-around shit-talkers, and each week we take some of The Endless Stream of content brought to you through Netflix, Hulu, Disney+, Amazon Prime, Spotify, wherever you get your content. We take a chunk of it, we watch it, and we talk about it. This week we're talking House of the Dragon, we're talking old man we're talking the bear as well as all the regular marvel and lord of the rings and whatever fantasy and nerd news is going this week if you like what you hear please consider subscribing to the podcast heading over to itunes rating reviewing following us on spotify doing anything and everything you can to help spread the word over the endless stream all that stuff really helps us out on top of that you can head over to instagram at the endless cast where we put up artwork and clips to go with each episode or you can send us an email at theendlesscast at gmail.com email and instagram are a great spot to tell us what you think of the episodes or suggest something for us to watch or disagree with our opinions it's a good place to make contact all of that being said let's get into the episode kev's home for a wedding yes brian's home because that's where he is i'm home because that's where i also be we're all home we're all home lovely the one of us has somewhere to go, and it's Kevin. Third, third wedding in four weeks. I maintain people don't like each other this much. Yeah, it's tough going. I, I I'm tired, and the, my voice what's, is. What's the what's scratching. what's the bear's name on the bottom of the screen? In, in my in, in my camera thing, in me where I am. Kevin is the bear in the center of the screen. Yeah. And thank, you. thank you, Aiden. The bear to the thank you, and the teddy bear. I don't know if these are. T- I'm I'm in I'm my mum's. I'm in my mum's. Oh, is that what you wanted, Brian? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've 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 been called a bear for years, uh, so I'm okay with it. Doesn't matter me the size. I've been called a bear in multitudes of different languages as well. Most of the mm-hmm. yeah. Madva. That's what they used to call me back in the gulags. Madva. Mirkash the Madva. How was the how was the week, Kevin? Any anything exciting happening? No, nothing exciting ever happens to me. Just more sadness and misery on top of my already sad and misery miserable existence. Contentment check. Uh, yeah, I'm great. I'm doing really well. I can't really complain. And um, sure, you know, I'd like things to be a little bit smooth in my life, but whose life is super smooth? We're all like, you know, a little bit crunchy, a little bit, you know, we all got bits in us. We all got a little bit of crepitus building up in the joints. Without the crunchy peanut butter, it's smooth. Crunchy is better. It is better, yes, of course. Yeah. Crunchy is way better. Crunchy is yeah. way better. Orange with bits is better. Aiden, you don't agree? Yes. Orange with bits is better, buddy. <laughs> Aiden, I agree. Yeah. It's not much of a podcast if we're all agreeing with each other all the time. So speak your mind. Speak your mind. I don't like that slimy shit sliding down my throat. I don't like volume. I don't like pulp in my juices. Too much anyway. Um, yeah, you know those machines they used to have in supermarkets where you'd like it would just like feed in a couple of oranges and like put out they orange juice for you? Yeah, they still have them. Supervisor beside me has some and I fucking love it. Huh. I haven't seen one of those in fucking years. Yeah, anyway, so that juice is great. Shopping. I do my own shopping. It's yeah, funny because you have your butler do it. I have had it delivered. <laughs> Make it sound like a bad thing. That orange juice, when I do it, when I buy it, I think it's like it's pretty expensive. It's more expensive than when you if you buy a carrot. Well, it's actual oranges. But it's actual oranges. It's like this is like, and I'm also the one putting the bottle there. All this kind of stuff. I'm doing half the labor. Why am I paying more for that? 
Bullshit. Yep. That is pure orange juice. Best orange juice I ever had was in Marrakesh. Good God. I don't know what they put in it, but stuff is good. If you go to Marrakesh, try the orange juice. For any reason, give the orange juice in the market square. In it fact, is... go there just for the orange juice. Anybody, if anybody go there, from, if anybody's listening from Marrakesh, let us know what your juice is like. I'm just telling you. I just told you. Yeah, but what, what's it consist of? It's oranges. Just orange oranges? Juice. Or maybe it's just a climate thing. In... Maybe their orange production is better than ours. Do we, do we grow oranges here, do you think? Do we grow oranges here? Uh, I, I'd say this, you know, you might have some fools with a greenhouse somewhere doing something, but um, we don't have the climate for it, right? Presumably. I mean, we grow strawberries. Why couldn't we grow oranges? Tropical fruit. Because needs a particular different. climate. Again, we could probably force grow something if we artificially create the conditions, but like... Technically, is it gonna, is it gonna, even a fruit. Because its seeds are outside. I don't know if that's true, but I just said it, so let's say it So is. we're fruits because our seeds are inside us? Yep. He's a fruity bear. Speaking of bears, I did watch The Bear. Did you watch all of The Bear? Okay, I've got two episodes left of The Bear to watch. I enjoyed it. I have not watched it. You just it's, like it because your dad. It's, it's not my... Cause it reminds you of your dad. Oh my god, it does not. Please watch the show before you say that. <laughs> They're all messes. They're all very... He's far too attracted to the lead for the guy to be his dad. Uh, I think the lead... He's very attracted to his dad. He'd tell you that himself. Yeah, well, you know, that might be egotistical because I, I look very much like him. Exactly. <laughs> right. um, I was going to say, uh, but uh, no, I think the guy in the bear looks like someone kind of... It's like Tobey Maguire and Nicolas Cage had a son. I was I I was thinking he's got a, a kind of a bit of an Adrian Brody thing going on. He does have this very sort of long face, you know, and long nose, especially in like dead straight on him when he's got this little look down. I think um, it looks like someone got a Nicolas Cage kind of clay model and tried to turn it into Tom McGuire's face. While he's looking at a picture of the guy who's playing uh, Craven in uh, Spider Man. I see that as well. Yeah, what's his name? Aaron something. Aaron, isn't it? Aaron Taylor Johnson. Taylor Johnson. Poor chap. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know. What? I missed a thing. Yeah, we should probably just not even touch it. No. What What was alleged? Nothing. We're not touching it. Yeah. I'm not making Get over it. assumptions. Suddenly Brian realizes he might have to edit the video, so we're not going to talk about it. Um, poor old cracker. Oh, right. well, hold on. Let's talk about the bear, because we talked about the bear. Um, yeah, but I haven't seen it, so move on. The bear yeah, is good. I'm looking so forward to season two. I, I was going to say, I kept scrolling past it because it looked like Aaron Taylor Johnson was playing Marco Pierre White, and I have enough food-based content going on in my house. Anyway, with my mother's job, I sick to fuck of food things. But I think three people in the space of an hour told me I should watch the bear in separate fucking conversational channels so i went all right fine i'll watch it and it's really good uh it's it's hero mirai is involved um it's got um christopher storer i think is the name on the on the end of it i'm just trying to remember that um rather than pulling it up so i could be wrong um but it's you know created by written by directed by um and i do like when they when somebody manages to do that successfully it's it, it can be pretty fucking great um Someone compared it to Firefly in a weird sort of sci-fi 
correlation where it's like it's a group of people in a confined space having to work together and fighting with each other and stuff um and in that as well the cinematography choices are great like it's real compressed lenses and depth of field stuff so the place feels tight they feel on top of each other the whole time um and uh it's got a really great energy like even the fact like there's great music choices or i like the music choices but it's also kind of persistent so it even help. It even makes it feel more sort of claustrophobic that there's just always noise. Oh god! Yeah. Um, if you ever, I'm sure. Well, I'm sure you've been in kitchens, Aiden. Brian, you definitely haven't. You've worked in hospitality, but uh, yeah, they are fucking hectic as fuck. Mm. I never forget my first job in a kitchen, and then like getting say going back to school for September or whatever, and thinking to myself like, oh, thank fuck that's over, and then like the the, the realization that that's my dad's life every day, but he loves it. I mean, it's but it's many people's lives. Like we all pick sort of the toil that appeals to us best do you know what i mean i say that we all do but like we yeah we, we pick it what? we some of us lean towards <laughs> it i mean the work that you do kevin is very focus intensive and you know you're drawing even in like you're you're you clock off you go home and you draw and prep for the next thing you know um it's cool it's a cool show it's nice short episodes as well the guy from andor is in it playing the cousin um i don't know if you've watched andor yet microchip and punisher which Punisher? Uh, the John Patel one, wasn't he? John Berntal? Oh, yeah, that's what I said. I don't remember. Speaking <laughs> of that, he's actually in it too. I was surprised by that, yeah. You were surprised by it? Why I, are you surprised by it? I, Surely because, he can't be... Because like, this is... Just, he's surprised when he shows up in everything or just this particular thing? So, I was watching this show going, I don't I don't know what it is, um, but that's the way shows are. Here's a brand new show. That guy seems to be the lead. It's an FX thing. You know, let's just let this show be a thing. A whole cast of people I don't know. And then all of a sudden, there's Joel McHale. There's Oliver Platt. There's uh, John Bernthal. So it's got these cameos of people coming in and out of it. I'm like, oh, holy crap. There's there's a lot of people popping up, and I like all of them. Um, yes, but yeah, he was Microchip in The Punisher. Do you know Microchip? I don't, rem- I don't remember him. Oh, okay. When I put the, it- the, the Netflix show The Punisher. I don't think of him as having the sort of guy in the chair. Can't remember that. That got two seasons or three seasons? Two. Two. Two definitely is. But um You're not talking about one of the movies, right? No, I'm talking about <laughs> Yeah, it's the guy who's got the footage and he's he's got all the surveillance footage and stuff. Oh okay. remember that plot well, line? No. Yeah. I just remember him okay. beating some people up in a bathroom. That is the extent of my knowledge of the Punisher. And I watched both of those seasons. Okay. I just remember the bathroom scene in season two. And that he used to bark a lot. He would go, Wah! and then beat the shit out of people. Yeah, that got old. DMX. Mm. Oh, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Exit with fucking DMX. And- he was a werewolf by night. Bear's pretty fucking cool. I'd say watch it. Yeah. R.I.P. to Robbie Coltrane. R.I.P. to Cracker. Yeah. Yeah, that was sad. I I was thinking only recently that I had not seen Robbie Coltrane in a while. I think it was during the whole Harry Potter sort of anniversary stuff. I was like, God, I love Robbie Coltrane. And I would always love seeing him in a movie and seeing him in a show. And he'd pop up in Britcom things. And maybe he was in these things and I just wasn't seeing them. But I was like, I, I had a moment a few months back where I worried about Robbie Coltrane. And so when I saw that headline pop up, I was like, oh, no. You um, did this. I think I might have manifested it, it, yeah. You worried about him and you made it happen. What an odd thing to manifest. Um, 
the death of Robbie Coltrane. I've been, I've been, I've been trying to kill Angela Lansbury for years. Uh, I got news for you: murder. You wrote, she's dead, but she's not alive to prove it. That's that's intense. How to get away with murder? First, kill Jessica Fletcher. Ah, and then Colombo. Yeah, I was gonna say he's already dead, isn't he? Peter Falk, F-A-L-K. Like Lee Falk, the creator of The Phantom, The Phantom, which starred Billy Zane. Billy Zane, who's in a new movie, which is... I don't have... Oh, shit. I would love to have been able to segue into something. <laughs> got nothing. Billy Zane was in Titanic with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and... Kate Winslet. Who else? Has anybody got anything on? Can I bounce to something? I'm trying to segue here. Were you trying... I would have done, like, six connections from... Peter Falk to Guy Falk. Go for it. What was that? Peter Falk. Guy Falk. Guy Fox, the man who tried to blow up Parliament in the 1700s? Yes. In okay. Six, in six what are we connecting to? Go for it. You, I want you to do it. You want me to get from Guy Fox to Peter Falk? I mean, the easiest thing was, you know, Phantom Halloween. V for Vendetta. Right now. But, yeah. I have half an hour, guys. I'm sorry, Kevin. I'm sorry. It's all right, Brian. It's not your fault. I'm sorry. It's not your fault. We'll talk about it later. Speaking of things that uh, are out of our control, Brian, uh, She-Hulk. I really enjoyed it. What did you think? No. 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 Oh my god. She knows. No. Wow. This is this is. I suppose this is what uh, this is what podcasts are all about. You know, just a couple of guys getting together disagreeing. I didn't hate it. It just didn't work. Yeah. Um. You can't. You can't hammer on about how weak the ending is as if you weren't writing it you know you you can't deconstruct you know your finale without deconstructing the show the whole way along you know yeah. it, it's it's not enough to kind of wink to the camera a couple of times in previous episodes and then at the very end go let's Let's look at the common critiques of MCU stuff and then dismantle them. Um, and then they didn't. They just jumped to the aftermath. Mm. It None of that worked. You know, you, 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 yeah. you can only pull the rug like that. It's harder to pull the rug like that in a very sudden way. And they definitely didn't pull that off. And yeah, you know, they're kind of critiquing. It's like, did you want this to happen? Did you want this to happen? It's like, you're writing it. <laughs> It's it's not worth the gag, you know. You write something else then, or go off, go even further off. But you, you can, and it, it, it's it's no less sloppy. Like they're saying, this is sloppy. This guy's just dropping in, and this person's just dropping in. It's no less sloppy to say, okay, we'll take it out and take that out and bring Daredevil back. That's equally sloppy. And the only reason you've done it is to wink to the camera and talk about X Men, and act like you're deconstructing you know the superhero origin like first debut or story or whatever it is and they didn't even do that in the end either and it was all just for a couple of jokes and it just didn't work they didn't pull it off i I, i'll be honest right i enjoyed it because i was just like i was just like where is this going and then i thought it was very funny when like she kind of went out the disney menu and then in the real world and all that jazz. I thought there was some of that stuff. Like, you know, it was a brave move and I appreciate them going for it, you know. And uh, even meeting Kevin and stuff, even though I knew Kevin wasn't going to be Kevin Feige or whatever his name is because I watch everything with subtitles. 
and they were it came up as Kevin K dot E dot B I. You know what I mean? Like so, I was like, okay, well, that's not my to saying that, you know. And that's that's another thing. Like, if the show's going to be that kind of meta, that's a note that they should have had. You know, that the subtitles should say Kevin. You know, uh, noun first and not acronym. Um, those are the kind of things that. If you're, if, you're, if you're going to break the fourth wall and deconstruct and do all of that, then you need to do it on every level. You can't just do it for uh, a couple of gags at the end. You know, you've got, you've, got to be, you've got to build the whole story to include that, and it, and it doesn't. Mm-hmm. The individual jokes, there's nothing yeah. wrong with. The idea that they get to the end... Like the stuff like, she's like, why'd you make me sign the NDA if you were just going to push the button? Like, those were funny things, but they just came too quick one after another, and they kind of... They weren't allowed to land. There was no build-up. It was just, wouldn't it be funny if we, you know, drew attention to this? And it would be funny if we kind of criticized that. And they just kind of, like, it's like they had, like, what are the top five jokes we can make about something like this rather than writing the story and making, writing jokes that are organic within that, you know? Yeah, yeah. The, the individual jokes were fine. The as, as Brian said, like, saying... Writing a story where we slowly start to suspect, and let's be honest, suspected very early on the fucking douchebag billionaire that fetishized her. Having two, three attempts where they try to steal her blood. Having them rally together around the intelligentsia. Every one of those steps is, like, it's not out of the blue. It's not weird. It's not making no sense. It is the straightforward narrative that you have written and we have followed along with. So for her to then go, this doesn't make sense. Like... They'd been phoning, they set up that they had been trying to get in touch with Bruce for the last, like, episode and a half. So him showing up at the end actually makes sense. You know, okay, he was out of touch, but he rushed back. The only person that doesn't make sense showing up is Titania. Yeah. It's it's the Blazing Saddles ending. Like, Kevin, uh, sorry, Brian and I have talked a little bit about this already. I loved Blazing Saddles when I was watching it the first time. Like, I, I, I think I was, like, 13 or 14, and people were like, it's one of Mel Brooks's best, and I love Mel Brooks. And I was going, great, this is great. Like, I, I, I loved Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor's chemistry, and I was, like, watching <clears throat> Blazing Saddles, and I know that that wasn't Richard <laughs> Pryor. But, like, I, I'm, t- I'm trying to be honest about the sort of speed bumps I encountered coming into this movie, because I had watched... You know, yeah, the, know the the movies prior and 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 what and Wilder had done together, and I was coming at this going, okay, I don't know this guy. Let's see what this is, and I was enjoying it. And it's like people are like the fart scene's the funniest scene of all time. And I was kind of going, I I guess farts weren't a thing in film in the seventies, so it was funny then, but it's not particularly funny to me now. Um, so I was kind of I was on board, and then it did the fucking reality break where they all run out of the studio, and then they're running around the Hollywood lot, and they're complaining to the executives, and it's just like. I'm completely out of this film now. I no longer give a shit about anything that's happened. You've destroyed the reality. So I don't like that to begin with. But at least it comes back at the end of it and sort of resolves. The She-Hulk, like, she comes out and says, this whole third act thing doesn't work. She talks to the robot, and then they don't come back and do anything. It's just handcuffs. And it's like, you have the worst of both worlds. You don't have a clever legal solution that is funny, and you don't have a third act action sequence. We just have aftermath. Um, I was a little bit disappointed there wasn't a, a, a bit of a She-Hulk battle, and, you know, fights. I would have loved to have seen that. I was a little bit disappointed that um, Titania wasn't in it enough. Like, I, I'm not too sure. Like, 
it pushed her a lot as the main villain, yeah. and I was a little bit disappointed by well, that. Well, I think it's much but, as uh, anything. But Jamil, I did. Jamil has a big social media presence, and she helped push the show and stuff. But it turns out her role wasn't as big as. Fair. I did enjoy the seventies intro and stuff. Brilliant. Do you remember the first trailer we saw for She-Hulk, like two years yeah. ago or something? It included that seventies stuff, and I remember looking at that going, like, "Okay, how is this all going to work together?" I thought I thought the show was going to do that more often all the time yeah and that would have been great because yeah i, I loved that intro I, I mean i love the 70s hulk show so i love kind of seeing them do that but in the first trailer you know they had they had ruffalo and her kind of posing and talking to camera and, and I, I thought the show yeah. was like gonna i thought the show was gonna break format and kind of convention yeah a couple of episodes that you know one week would be a little bit something else another week would be a bit something else and then that would work Kind of like mm-hmm. everything everywhere, you know. Um, yeah, that's you, you've got to kind of you, you've, you've got to build that stuff in. Even if you want to kind of do a rug pull at the end where she's literally jumping through the app, okay, you can save that. That that can still be a big rug pull, but you, you got to build that stuff in. You know, F- from the start, she needs to be kind of talking about. Yeah, I'm I'm in this superhero origin story, but you know, and then critique it along the way because you can't just critique it at the end because that's what you've written for. Eight previous episodes. It's like I, I, my brother said it, and I have to admit, I, I, I kind of agreed with him. He was just like, well, he, I, I know, I actually, but you know, he said that it's like not by any means his like favorite MCU show or anything that at all or content, but he's really enjoying the show. And I have to agree, like, it definitely was weak in parts, but I, I really enjoyed Shield. Oh, it's I, on I its way solidly it. for me for being like a favorite yeah. MCU show. Yeah. It's just that last fucking episode was just like. It just didn't quite land. It's another thing I think with the the kind of writing and the the approach for the show. Not everybody is that online. Like the show, not everybody's like that. Meta-textual. An extensive piece the of the audience don't know who Kevin Feige is. Yeah, and like the the whole thing about you know saying one week that oh you know we've, we've got Twitter armor and stuff. It's like th- there's only a small portion of dorks like us that will talk about the show on Twitter. And all that kind of thing. People aren't part of the the Twitter discourse as much. People aren't fucking chronically this, yeah, online. This, this show, that same this show definitely pandered thing. There's a small percentage that are going to talk about it like we do, or you know, make a video essay or whatever about it. The rest of it is just an audience checking in, and so much of the like the show definitely does lean into a lot of the internet, internet culture. culture. Yeah, and it it just yeah. it's cringy when you kind of watch it then, and it, it'll age. You watch this in a year or yeah, two, and right. there, there's, you know, the stuff they're saying, and it's just like, yeah, it, there, it's there's TikTok stuff, stuff, you know, it, it, like, it's, it's like when you, somebody's, you know, when you, you hear a sound on TikTok, you know, two weeks later, it's like we're past that. A, a Megan the Stallion the thing. bit, yeah, you know, like that's not going to age great. Like, it, it, I don't know. Like, I watched the new episode of Rick and Morty. I think it was a new one this week with the dinosaurs. I don't know if you guys are watching Rick and Morty. But there, there's a lot of... Um, in this week's episode, there's a lot of, like, celebrity cameos. And I, I, I'm not saying they actually got voices or anything, but it's like, you know, the, the monsters of the week suddenly are being interviewed on Anderson Cooper, and then they're on Rogan, and then they're on Wendy Williams, and then they're at the Oscars, and you've got Tom Hanks, and you've got a bunch of people in the crowd. And I'm like, this... Feels like one of those 1940s Warner cartoons where it's just like caricature, having fun with caricatures of celebrities. And I remember watching those, uh, those as a kid going, I don't know who the fuck Peter Laurie is. Why is this funny? I don't know who that is. Like, like 
I have got a more extensive grasp of fucking old-timey actors at this point, but I'm just like, this isn't funny. This is this is memes of the age, and it's actually, I think it might be dorkier because it took fucking 16 months to produce, you know? And they had to fucking stamp it onto celluloid and ship it around the world to cinemas, you know? Yeah, by the time they made it, those people had already I, I, come I've, I've been ends. enjoying the show, you know? I think it's kind of weak in places. I, I think those things that I kind of said are, are the kind of weaker parts of the show but i didn't dislike it i just think they kind of they 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 didn't really stick the landing but i do hope it gets another season at least yeah oh i really hope so well i but see i really like i really like the actor uh, jen who's playing tatiana i think she's brilliant yeah yeah yeah. i really enjoy it i was gonna ask though so how many mcu shows do we have now at the moment you have sorry you have wanda you have captain america you have Hawkeye, yeah. you have Moon Knight, Miss Marvel, Moon Knight, Miss Marvel, She Hulk, so and what if? What if Secret Invasion? Yeah, but the ones that have well, been have out, out. Yeah. you know, yeah. yeah. Is season two of What If coming? Yeah, will be next year. Oh, and Loki. We forgot Loki. So eight. I forgot Loki. Anyways, uh, so there's definitely eight. Uh, yeah, eight there. Anyways, so uh, top top three, roughly. Not in any order or anything, just... Um, for me at the moment, like, Loki, Moon Knight, Miss Marvel... Or, um, She-Hulk, sorry. I, I actually Loki, did enjoy Miss Marvel, but it's just Loki, like... Loki, Wanda, so and Moon Knight, maybe, for me. And that's largely because Stephen and Mark, you know. Yeah. Moon Knight, definitely. That's, it, is, it is Oscar Isaac's performance in that. It's great. Yeah. yeah. And it was a little bit detached from everything else. It didn't rely on the greater universe. I also enjoyed when the when the oh my god, what's her name? She came the Scarlet Scarab. Yeah. It was very cool. That was awesome. Layla, was it? So like you know the way kind of at the end of, of the Moon Knight finale, he had his blackout and he woke up and like everybody was even Ethan Hawke and everybody was down and dusted, you know? Uh, and I liked that. But it didn't but I it kind of doing that kind of again in She Hulk was a little bit like, Oh no, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind if see see She Hulk. Yeah. She Hulk because we didn't see it, especially when it was like let's write let's write a different ending because this is what we always do and this is so similar to the super soldier things so let's do something original and it's yeah. like okay and then they just cut to out it's like you can't yeah. do that. that's just the, as lazy as as what you're criticizing so there was a bit of a theme that started to develop there towards the end of it where Daredevil was talking about if I can't do good as a as a lawyer I'll do the good as the the, the superhero. And she has this last line on the city steps where somebody basically asks her, like, what do you mean as a superhero? And she goes, yes. And again, that's felt like her saying, I'm ready to be a vigilante to a degree and be out superheroing in the world. And Mm -hmm. I felt like you arrive at that by having that fight sequence where you have to be the superhero at the end of your show. And they didn't have that. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, I know that she should have come to that rib. Maybe she should have come to that uh, rev- revelation through experience or through um, the third uh, act act. Yeah, experience. <laughs> and through, like the, yeah, the, oh the yeah, but like is, the true events, like, you know. It's not even clear. They're saying, "Oh, let's let's get rid of that blood plot storyline." And does so, that yes. mean that it didn't happen at all, and that intelligentsia just did the thing at the award show, and the blood thing didn't happen, or did? It happened, but they were like, "We're not just gonna, we're not just 
We're just not going to deal with it because it's been done yeah. before. But the thing is, does that guy they, have hope powers now? But yeah, but like that—that's what I'm saying. Is like they're—they're they're either yeah. she either has to beat him in a fist fight to get him to the point where he's in cuffs, mm. or it doesn't happen, and she kind of says, "Well, I've called the police, and you're all here now, and I've you know I've got evidence yeah. that you're behind the the attack, just at the the thing previously." But like one of those things needs to happen. But then the fact that like she she's in She Hulk when when like she transforms when she comes out to face him. So she's also broken the terms of her her, parole, yeah. her parole thing. And then Emil goes away for, for 10 years for, you know, just doing it as an appearance. And her thing is just, you know, yeah. is, is, is kind of let slide because... She has the power to change uh, the the history of her life or the events of her life. How come she just didn't undo herself as She-Hulk? The first fucking episode, she asks Bruce for an inhibitor and he says he can't do it. And the government just slaps it on her. But this is the thing: the with breaking the fourth wall. Like if, if she if she's going to be in Secret Wars, then the question straight away is like, however, whatever happens in Secret Wars, why can't she just do undo all of it? Why can't she just walk into the writers' room if she's going to be in Secret Wars or or mm. Kang Dynasty, you know, or Captain America? Like that. That's why I generally don't like it, um, because like especially if. If Deadpool does it, everybody can say, no, he's insane. He thinks he's in a movie, you know? Yeah. They, they can play it off with Deadpool because that's kind of one of the ways they they do play it off. If if, if, he, if he breaks the fourth wall, if he's in Secret Wars or something, everybody can just act like Wade's not well, you know, mm-hmm. or, or whatever it is. But if She-Hulk does it, what's... Yeah, I, I, I don't like to be that conservative with stuff. I like people going nuts and stuff, but like... The MCU is this big thing at this point. It's this it's this entity, and I like comic relief and I like comedy in my movies. But between Thor: Love and Thunder and this, it does feel like they're letting comedy writers just go a bit batshit and kind of play with concepts in a very dismissive way. Like the Hulk's son is there now. That's a whole plot. You know, we talked about it with Thor. You know, Zeus, Lady Thor. Uh, um, Gore the God Butcher these are three big elements that you could have got miles out of and they're just pissed away um, and you know it's not the end of the world that, but it's just that, kind that should of have been like, an entire trilogy like yeah. Hercules Hercules Jane and Gore that should have been yeah. a, a Thor trilogy like yeah, yeah also the Hulk, the Hulk stuff should have been like you know Hey, I have, I have a son. They should have been a little bit more. I think, I, I think, I think that will be a film. More than likely, they probably will do that. I, 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 or, or, they're going to do Planet a Hulk Hulk movie, aren't they? Yeah. Planet Hulk or World. Well, I just thought they would have they would have kind of introduced it or addressed it in a movie, but then you know they're just getting the groundwork done for cheaper, aren't they? Yeah. But so Before now they need to then give us. I say now they need to, as if anything's going to happen. But like now, in theory, we get a whole Hulk movie where we see him go back to Sakaar and meet his son. And then leave at the end of it, and that ties up with She-Hulk. Possibly, I heard as well though that they are a lot but of we, the sh- a lot of the shows that are like lined up for you know that are in development or production. There's talk that they are going to rework them as Film. special presentations, um, uh, kind of like Werewolf by Night, rather than making. So Echo might now be a, a Disney Plus movie. 
as opposed which, which I think is better because they're they're stretching a lot of stuff to series that don't need to be series doesn't need to be yeah. To, yeah and 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 again it's it's just for the sake yeah, of yeah like Werewolf by Night was great didn't need to be series getting content on the on the platform and I, I think the thing is it makes sense if Disney is the home of that stuff then create exclusive content that you can only like that that's your reason for subscribing to it but don't it's it's strange like Disney were so precious about their back catalog for years that you could buy it when it came out on VHS at first and it was available for a very limited window and then it never came out again because they understood the the value of their catalog and yeah. keeping that stuff kind of rare and now we're seeing the opposite where it's just like shows for everything we own and yeah there's a need to have content constantly but I think everybody is starting to get a bit fatigued with stuff and it's it's not even because the stuff is bad it's just there's it's persistent yeah you, you used yeah. to have to wait a couple of months yeah you used to have to wait a year for the next marvel thing and now it's like and like I, i'm saying that as an audience member i want mm-hmm. i want four to six episodes and i want to watch them in a weekend i don't want mm-hmm. nine weeks of something yep give me give me four to six one that's weekend, I watch it, a... and then have I, I would sooner wait four, five, six months for the next thing rather than having yeah. something every week because it's just it's there's diminishing returns on it, you know. Yeah. It's it's just not as fun. It's not as we're more critical of it because again, I I, I think as well, She Hulk was good, but it was probably kind of rushed. You know, it was probably they they announced a bunch of shows at whenever it was. You know, there was the thing with the title cards and they were all in development at the same time with one mm-hmm. person kind of overseeing them Oops. and films on top of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think yeah. they did a bad job, but I, I think stuff has been kind of rushed. Um, was Abomination always twice the height of Hulk? I think the- this Hulk is smaller because he's the amalgamated, he's he's the smart, he's, he's Banner and Hulk together, so he's smaller. I think that's... He's a bit smaller, is he? Okay. I think so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And when, like, am also I, his arms. Are also, his voice shouldn't be Tim Roth's voice. Yeah. Just, it just doesn't make sense. Just have, have, my, have, 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 It's even funnier for him to say, like, you know, kind of, you know, positive. Yeah, namaste. Obama stay is with, the funniest. With, a, anyway. with you know a, a monster voice as opposed, yep. it just looks stupid having him the, say it in Tim. The Roth's only thing voice, you know? I, I will say, I don't want to, I don't want to sound like a DC Schneider fan, but uh, the only thing I will say about the MCU. And I, don't get me wrong, I love it. But they need to balance the drama out a bit better. Every character has just turned into a joke. Abomination's a joke. Look at all the characters in the, the Thor repertoire. Uh, Hulk is just like, you know, he's he's like kind of, you know, leans far more into the humor side of things. And I just think they need to balance it a bit more. It's okay when you had like kind of, you know, the Avengers and like, you know, to a degree kind of, Robert Downey Jr. was the comedy element to, to a yeah. degree, you know, with the kind of the sarc and his weight and stuff. But uh, it's just like, it's like now you're just getting teams of everybody's comedy element, you know? Um, like, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy had a better balance of it, but that's, that was more of a comedy movie, you know? Uh, but just, I think they need to kind of balance the drama and the comedy a bit better. That's fair, yeah. I think, I'm trying to, I'm Every trying to think there could be a, there, like, where is the, where is the movie that like is a straight serious action 
film kind of thing in the MCU. Winter Soldier. Like, whatever about a bit of comic relief here and there. Winter Soldier. But that's a while back is what we're sort of getting at. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's it's, it's been a while since they've had something with a bit more of a... But I would say, like, WandaVision was still more drama than comedy. Yeah. Yes, true. True, yeah, yeah. Um, but, that, but, that, but, but, but it's kind of since, it's definitely in the last two years that they've gone way more just making everything a joke. It's more of a recent thing, you know? Um, but because but, Ant-Man is obviously, you know, it's yeah, called it's comedy. It's comedy. But, but it's a good balance of it. I don't know that it, I don't know. I mean, I never went back and watched that second Ant-Man movie. The first I, one's I love very Ant-Man, funny. Yeah. Or very in the comedy. Yeah, very things. funny, but, but like you kind of, you do really, like you take him seriously though. Like you don't take Thor seriously in for tour movie, yeah. you don't take the abomination seriously. You take Ant Man seriously, though. even when he's just like he jokes in Civil War about working with Cap and stuff. Like they're they're good moments because they're 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 smart decisions. You know, they're they're they were made kind of intently or whatever. Where I just that, think that, things that's down the thing. Is, it's you know, it's kind of like I was saying. They find the jokes to make within the story rather than writing yeah. the story just because they want to make jokes this joke and that joke, pro- and that joke yes, later on. Yeah. So instead of writing a story and say, what would be, where can we lighten this up and what would be funny in the moment to kind of break the tension, which is something like Civil War does. Instead, in She-Hulk, we've just got, let's, let's, uh, we, we know everybody's talking about X-Men, so let's, let's put an X-Men gag in there and let's put this joke in there. And just because it's almost like they wrote jokes first and then kind of yeah. constructed a, a plot around yeah. it. And same with, with yeah. uh, Love and Thunder. You know, it's, um, it's it's like they it's yeah. like they first said, let's have this uh, city where all the gods are, and let's have a dumpling and stuff there, and let's work backwards and come up with the story. That's a dumpling. You know? Yeah, the dumpling angered me less than the octopus playing the drums in Aquaman. <laughs> well, the, my my problem with that thing in Love and Thunder is that the reason the Asgardians work is that they're another race that have been mm-hmm. on Earth, you know, in previous years and to to people back then they appeared as gods but they're not gods mm. they're just this other race that have got they went to yes. out of their way to explain how they're not actual gods they're not gods yeah mm. and it's, it should be the same then for the olympians that they're on they're they're, they're essentially they're they're as guardians as well just from another place and you know they've, yeah. they've been Asgard, on olympia it's all the same but yeah. they're not gods and the whole reason gore's entire plot line is that or should be that he's been worshiping these people that aren't gods. They uh, just have, they just have these power, or not even powers, but just they they appear godlike to a more primitive culture, and yeah. they just don't care about his culture. And then he suddenly has the power to kind of go, well, I can get revenge now. But instead, they went, no, no, all gods, all real. Any god that ever existed, it's all real. It's like it just it breaks your universe, you know. Mm. So just, um, I guess we've given She-Hulk and Marvel a, a long old rant there. Um, well, thumbs up for She-Hulk. I enjoyed it. I, I liked it overall. It's just yeah. the, the finale didn't really work. I look forward to seeing She-Hulk and more things. I, I, real pedant stuff. They know what height she is, right? Like, when she came out into the real world, are the doors at Disney that tall? I thought she's over seven foot, isn't she? That's that's that's. I don't know. How tall is she supposed to be? I I, I was watching her I've, walk I've seen around different like numbers. the Disney I've, I've studio. Seen, I've yeah. seen some. I've seen some places have said six nine, and then others right. are saying seven something. But I'd imagine she's more the six. Six something. something. End, but I, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. 
Because I was watching her well, walking around going, I thought she was supposed it's to be. It's supposed to be huge. But they like, had, I, I don't they, know. They, I imagine a little know, ducking under doors. They would have to know that stuff because they've yeah. got to have eye lines and things for, mm. for yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, they'd have to be using the same prop for, for things. I got hung up on everybody's height in that finale. We saw that Netflix have announced their ad tier. It's $7 and you get 720p streaming and ads. That's... I mean, look, if nowadays with people's budgets, like, it's it's not for me. I won't do it. If it, if it helps people out and people can get whatever, fine. Well, that's, but, that's uh, the thing. As long as that's not being slapped onto somebody's existing price tiering. But, I mean, ads ads and lower resolution, like... Isn't a good sale. Just put the ads in. Yeah, but, but even like, why, why am I, why am I paying for ads? Why am I paying to watch ads? It's one thing if I buy a DVD and there's a couple of ads at the start and I can skip them or something. Mm. But if I'm paying for a service monthly, yeah. how many ads is there going to be per? Like, why am I paying? Like, it, yeah, I know you, what you mean. You, you two like, were trying to get us to pay for accounts so we can have no get rid ads. of ads. Yeah. And have higher resolution. I know. I know. Eventually, down the line, YouTube will. It'll it'll be the same thing, but it's it's just Netflix will make us some bad shouts. The world's in a funny place. Look, I don't know the fucking finances ins and outs of Netflix, and we've kind of touched on this before. But like, Netflix is not not making money. They're not. They're concerned that they're not growing like they were initially. And that's because they have more competition now with you know Prime and Disney yeah. and. Yeah. HBO, or they had anyway, at least. But, but I mean, the the, th- the thing is, why create a shitty version of your service in the sake in the in, for the sake of growth? I gotta go, boys. Do you though? Yes, Aiden, I do. They're gonna be married forever. Uh, hopefully, please God, don't jinx them. You're fucking jinxy, jinxy, buildies. I'm just gonna think about failed relationships. <laughs> <laughs> What a prick! I, I I get, I get why they feel the need to do it, but at the same time, if I'm a new customer, mm. and my options are well, seven bucks for lower resolution and ads, or seven bucks for Disney, 4K, HDR streaming, um, that's an easy, that's an easy mm. decision. Yep. I will eventually divest myself of all these platforms. This is the, the thing, yeah. Just like, I'm just gearing yeah, up for the I... point where I just go, right, just cancel, 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 and I'll watch stuff. In... I'll watch books. Different... Yeah, I'll watch books. I fucking loved last week's episode of House of the Dragon. It was great. It was pretty fucking great. Like, it's... It was good stuff. You can watch it and go, like, wow, all of this sort of, I don't know, symbolism and metaphor and, like, like it's so in some ways it's heavy handed but and also it's like it's just perfectly there you know like the things like there's layers of it there's you can, layers you, of you it. can interpret it in the you know the metaphor symbolic way or you can just take it at face value and it all works as well you know yeah there's versions of that where you see people like trying to hit you over the head with symbolism and you hate it whereas this I'm like you know, he's got the, the high towers on the right of him, his family on the left of him. The right side of him is the bit that's sort of rotten away. He has this beautiful dinner moment with the family, but when the moment he leaves, it falls apart. So it's just sort of foreshadowing for what's coming. Like, it's... It, it's 
doing and a great that, job. What I kind of liked about it again on the you know the symbolic side is how a person who a person who's good essentially and who is maybe too on yeah and yeah. maybe who is too on the fence and isn't decisive enough and is always making decisions for good mm. is ultimately going to be eaten alive by a sort of a, a power dynamic that the only people who really thrive in a in a game of thrones type situation are the people who are cutthroat and ruthless and and all of that and that a good man essentially will be rotted from the inside out mm. by trying to be a good man you know mm. um There's that, there's that kind of layer of it, which mm -hmm. I liked. But then also there's there's the fact that, as Considine said himself, that he essentially died when, um, when Emma died, and that he's just been slowly, slow dying, yeah, slowly dying since that point as well. Then it all works, and then it just works in the the kind of the plot level level sense. When where, when he made that decision to favor the heir over his wife for the sake of legacy, for the sake of the, the throne, for the sake of, you know, when he made that that political decision rather than love decision is when he started to die. That's great. I like, I just, when the first round of Game of Thrones worked, it was because these layers and these, these yeah. scenes the, of the just, drama. Yeah. the drama was there, you know, and, and it was drawn from a text where somebody put a lot of time into thinking about it and drawing yeah. it and presenting angles of it. Having a source text that you can dismantle and use. It'll be interesting to watch the Game of Thrones remake in 30 years when the books are finished and they can they can more closely follow the how the books ended. That is interesting. Like how many books does he have left to write? Is it he's is got it just two one? left two? I think. No, it's two I think, yeah. It's and he's been he's been writing the the book that's currently due He's been writing that one for a while. So yeah. even when even when that's out, which isn't anytime soon, there's one left after that. But they absolutely will remake. I, mean, I think they should even mm. remake the show, and because it's it's a while away. But remake mm. it when when however however he sees it ending, um, mm. when he finally gets to do that and have it, especially as well because they they can. They can plot from the very start. It's not like they just will go from season four and work towards the ending. He's written they they can they can start to lay the groundwork for however it ends from season the very one, beginning, you know, yeah, and the very yeah. beginning. That'll be interesting, but that's a while away. We might be dead yeah. when that happens. <laughs> okay, but that would oh, be you. Yeah, we okay, might. I thought you were about to say that would be you, and I'm like, oh, cheers. That would be you. <laughs> You'd like that, I thought. Yeah, it, I, I know for me, like, I, we've talked about this before, that, like, once I work out the sketch, and I'm like, well, that works, having to slog through the execution of the rest of the piece, film, script, yeah. whatever the hell it is, is the fucking work. Um, so if I were George or Martin, and they've made eight seasons of the thing, and I gave them an outline, and they did the ending, I'd be like, guess it didn't work. Like, I wouldn't really, I wouldn't be in any psychological state to sit down and go, I don't think he okay. told him. I, I think he might have given him like the very, very end point. I don't mm. think. I, I think a lot of the stuff that happens yeah. in the last season is yeah. all their own creation, right? You know. But he now needs to 
sit down, know what's happened, and go, okay, do I ditch all of that? How much of that do I ditch? Do I... I, I think I think I'm curious to see I, I think how he marries as, those as much concepts. as people might criticize things that have happened in the book. Mm. The book's strongest point has always been his willingness to just go where the story's going. Mm. So the red wedding happened because that's what that's what would have happened. That's what the story demanded, and it upset people, and it was huge. Mm. And there's other things he's done that have upset people, but that's. It fits the logic of the the context and the world he's created. So I'd imagine he would stick to his guns simply because he's always kind of been true. Whether whether he's been true to characters or not, you could, I would say he's probably been true to the the, the world of the, books, the world. You know, yeah. yeah. Um. So I'm sure I'm sure it's probably a bit difficult, but at the same time, it, it's it's probably given him an uh, I'd, I'd imagine some useful information as well or you know he might say well they hated that so they're going to yeah. really hate this <laughs> yeah yeah um and just commit to it one episode two episodes left of us two ten episodes two. two i think it's ten wow. i think it's a ten episode season yeah i think mm. is there another time jump or is that the last one i don't know was- i know that the guy playing aymond was cool aymond aymond too cool Eamond, I think. Eamond. He's fucking class. He did a great he's, job he's, with one eye. Just he's like, too cool. <laughs> he's um, awesome. It's just... It's just wicked. He, like, he cuts a great figure and he looks great. And he's got this weird, like, kind of curl at the end of his lips. So he's Yeah, he's just, just kind of, outside of his smile, yeah. he's just got these little, like, fucking... He's always kind of pursed with, like, mm. rage or something, mm. you know? Like, not even looking at them. Yeah. They're there, but it's just got like a sword against Kristen Cole and goes, have you come to spar, nephews? The the recasting of Aegon, I don't care for. I think Ty um, Tennant had a great look as well and is in line with who played Aemond now in that mm-hmm. sort of like long yeah. sort of, um, what do you call it, aquiline look to the face, you know. Um, the guy they've cast to play older Aegon, God bless him, he just doesn't fit what was, you know, and I... I I don't think he did enough to be interesting in that episode. It might it might fit who the character is now, though. You know, yeah, um, because he certainly looked like the type of prick who'd say what he said mm. at the dinner. You know, the second the second Viserys is gone, he's he's cracking on to. I I, I don't know what the relationships are. I've I've lost. <laughs> I saw, you know, that meme of like, uh, you know, your crush, her brother, yeah. her. Yeah. Have you seen that one? Yeah. <laughs> like Damon yeah. pops up and it's like your uncle, her father and something else. And it's like, it's all Damon. Those two are Damon's daughters. Yeah. And Egon and Eamon would be Damon's nephews. Yeah. Because they're Viserys' kids. Yeah. Okay, so they're cousins. Damon's yeah. daughters and his brother's daughters. They're cousins. They're first cousins. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That one's pre- that one's pretty straightforward. It's just Leanna Valorian. Lena Valorian. What the hell is her name? The names are hard. Yeah. yeah Damon married unless her. Unless I see them written down. Yeah. Yeah. 
It was Leonor that he married, and then he had two or three. Two daughters. Two, the two. third died, and then Viserys's kids are Aemon and Aegon. Viserys. These are the yes. most straight line lineages <laughs> in the yeah. whole thing. Yeah. Oh, but that moment then where he's just like to my nephews, so brave, so gallant, so strong. Fucking the cheek. Ooh. It's it's so it's it it's it's that stuff that makes Game of Thrones good. It's that this is all like if if he had just stayed at the table or if he hadn't laughed at him when they brought the pig out, pig out. or if she had in if she had taken up her invitation to stay but she was like no I'll get my children home first then like she might have been there when Viserys dies mm. you know because now Alicent has presumably misinterpreted uh, the dream of Aegon on the dragon yeah. so yeah it's all it's it's so many big things are about to happen and they all hinge on these these small things they're like if, if just yeah. that had been doing like that's it's good stuff mm. Stuff. I I I know it's not the same thing, but I was definitely just watching Paddy Considine's performance of this old, frailer man, and especially the experience I had in the last year of looking after somebody who was, you know, like not not Viserys, like, but you know, yeah. somebody who was limited in mobility and and discomfort, but also very stridently determined to you know get up out of bed and get himself out to get breakfast or get to the bathroom or get shit bathed and come back like and and just watching somebody lie in bed and that that reaching up thing like like my dad when he had um there was a couple of instances where you know whatever medication he had he would he would start seeing things you know and over whatever like i hate painting a picture that looks fucking horrible but there were a couple of instances where like the medication we got a little wrong not we got wrong but like finding a balance that worked for him um he'd have something where like uh oh he's seeing the table floating around the room and we just sort of take him off of that and a day later he's fine again you know but that sort of reaching out that hand reaching out things and um it was just so beautifully observed and performed and you know like I I know you're leaping to conclusions in your own head, but it's like Paddy has had to have, you know, been through some shit in his life to be able to so yeah, yeah. um acutely draw on that, yeah. Portray that. And then to see the behind the scenes stuff where he's like in costume, like doing fucking putting on the Ritz with the cane and shit. And then he's got this great sense of of humor about him as well. Like I saw Edgar Wright posted a video on Twitter. Um, just after that episode aired saying, you know, Paddy Constantine is one of the greatest actors of our generation and it's behind the scenes footage from Hot Fuzz and it's Timothy Dalton going, of course, we're delighted to be working with such amazing actors like Jim Broadbent, this, that and the other. Simon Pegg is going, oh my God, I mean, to be in a room with James Bond is amazing. It's to be this and the other. And just all the cast members and it just gets to Paddy and goes, don't know who the fuck any of them are. Deadpan. He's a funny, grim, amazing actor. I'm very impressed by him. And I will miss having him in the show. I, I've seen a lot of people be kind of on the fence about the show and about his character because, again, he he's you know he's arguably not decisive enough kind of throughout. But I think, but he is, everybody's like he kind is of changed. He is decisive. He, 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 he's just he's not in, like he's, punitively enforcing. I, I guess indecisive in the sense that he is trying to please everybody. 
Mm. Rather than making a strong decision one way or another, he's mm. kind of he, he's tried to, he's he's tried to compromise. He's tried to please everybody. Yeah, I guess. Is but more he, but like I know what you're saying, but I think it, that's no. But from my, his my, my my kind of my, my point there though was his... that I've I've seen people watch the show for you know a couple of episodes and be critical of him mm. for this, and they've all kind of turned around just based on this his you know that that scene at the dinner table you know people mm. kind of finally have understood like however mm. critical they might have been about him right previously right. to see him you know try walk well i mean he did walk to the throne and then that scene everybody is kind of when they announce him entering the room as well just chills yeah. you know first of I, his I think, name king of the andals i think i know myself like I, I've been watching the show, I've been enjoying it, but I haven't been hooked into it in the same way that I was in Game of Thrones, say. Right. And this, those two moments have really, like his performance, have made the show all, all the better. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, yeah. I'm kind of interested I, I, in, in, I, in watching it again, knowing where. Where he. See, I, I wasn't that hooked into season one of Game of Thrones. You know, it took all that time to learn the world and learn the relationships and start to see where the stakes were. Um, like I was carried along by characters and, and by scenes and stuff, but I wasn't mad. on. Like I was just like, oh, this is cool. Here we go. And it wasn't until stuff sort of like the first couple of episodes getting to know the kids, like Joffrey's just a gobshite. You hate, you hate him and you'd go on hating him. But like you just think, oh, fuck this prick. You know what I mean? Like I don't want to watch this scene with him. Um, but... I guess coming in with the weight of like knowing that I have loved Game of Thrones and knowing all these actors that I like, like I thought this was going to be dog shit because I thought there's no way they're going to recapture the magic of Game of Thrones in terms of the hype that like brought an audience into it. Like that's lightning in a bottle. And seeing Matt Smith with the blonde wig on, I thought looked horrible because that guy, as much as I love him, He's been taking swings for a while, and he's been popping up and stuff, franchise-wise, and it hasn't been landing. You know, like the the Venom, or is it Morbius? Morbius, Morbius role, and but it I mean, pops that, up that... in a Terminator movie, and like he's been he's been popping into the genre stuff. Genre stuff, yeah, because I mean he's been quite good in the Crown, the Queen, you know? yeah, the Crown, and yeah. like and and there's no denying he's a he's a good dramatic actor, but having come from that sort of Doctor Who. Um, start and I'm sure he did stuff before that as well but just having that like push into the world of genre he hasn't to my mind hit a sort of big genre moment again and I don't think that's for lack of trying so when I saw him in that wig I went oh here we go again he's trying he's taking another swing it's like Paul Bettany doing action movies you know like he tried and he tried and he tried and then they went okay that's not for you you know like he crept back into the Marvel world but um, so when Damon turned out to be just this fucking fun character, he's horrible, but he's great fun, you know? I thought he was just going to be this two-dimensional, sneering, awful dickhead character. And I was like, this is going to be crap. He's just going to be like, I'm a bad guy. And I mean, in many ways he is, but he's also like the, the relationship with the brother's cool and the relationship with... Like that relationship with his three wives at this point, you know, it's it, that balance. It's very good. I'm enjoying it a lot. 
And um, I almost wish it was over in two episodes because I don't think that they can carry on for another six seasons or whatever the hell the plan is. Um, but that's just me being a pessimist, really. Maybe they'll maybe they'll nail it, you know? They're off to a good start. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's fucking, it's definitely done this thing where I'm like, well, there's a bunch of characters I like. Hope George R. R. Martin doesn't do anything to hurt any of them. <laughs> um, I don't know. Any any news in the world, movie wise? Well, have you watched wise? Rings of Power? Hmm? Have you watched the Rings of Power finale? I did, but I just like even as coming off the back of the House of the Dragon bit there, I'm just like I don't necessarily feel like I need to talk about this. I, I just was like, yeah, it's fine. Did you think? Oh, did great. you enjoy it? Airplane? Yeah, I did. Yeah, like they're, they're two very different shows. Mm. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think it warrants any comparison. Really, one's mm. a kind of a one's fiction that's rooted in a sort of a fake medieval history, and yeah. the other is a show High that's kind of based around uh, you know kind of mythology, um, mm. kind of few kind of creation myths and and things yeah. like that, and couldn't be more different really you know and it, it's mm. cool to see especially like you know you read i read you know a lot of mythology and there's, there's so many different interpretations and there's so much kind of symbolism and there's so much how you know when you're kind of reading something and, and, and you're reading you're reading kind of a summary of a bunch of different because a lot of this stuff is like is recorded in poems and things like that mm. and it's it's it doesn't make a whole lot of sense and Tolkien kind of drew on a lot of those things when he kind of created the this world he's created and it, it's cool to see stuff that is just kind of in appendices in Lord of the Rings mm. and to see that interpreted it just reminds me a lot of you know kind of reading a lot of kind of creation myths and different different myths from you know whether it's Norse mythology or other things and to see it kind of interpreted in, in a dramatic way and see it done well that was quite cool you know and you, you kind of read stuff like you know Sauron was around in this form and he kind of he fooled people and he kind of gave him these things as gifts and you kind of go well how does that play out mm. in a dramatic sense and then we get to actually see it you know how, yeah. how somebody could kind of how a figure could come in and you know subtly suggest and prod and kind of sow the seeds for different things I thought it was cool I really enjoyed it Okay. Looking forward to seeing where it's going next. The stranger was Gandalf. <laughs> that was cool. That was awesome. Did you did you did you buy it in that moment where they like he's Sauron? No. 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 I mean at that when when they said it as plainly as that, I was like, well, he's definitely not Sauron. So yeah. um But I still enjoyed it. You know? Cool. The, Especially yeah, when the next what, what, when when the next scene has your man coming in, kind of going, "Well, if you uh, you know, like," he he basically says, you know, he gives him the idea for using other alloys and stuff, and he's yeah. like, "Oh, I never would have thought that." And he goes, "Oh, you know, call it a gift." Is like, "Well, no, we definitely right. know." Yeah, so it, it, it didn't to the yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. but uh, it didn't it didn't for me anyway. It didn't diminish the later reveal it just made it i did like the like like i'm trying to remember it as well it was a fun night i'm trying to remember <laughs> yesterday um 
the the trippy ass sequence where he's like in Galadriel's memories mm-hmm. brain type of thing that was kind of cool um I did like whoever the guy is playing Gandalf I should learn names yeah he just had he, he had some nice Gandalfisms you know just as he starts to you know they always follow your nose you know or follow your nose yeah. why in your words it would be wizard yeah. you know like it, it just start I, I thought I thought they might kind of because they still haven't confirmed who he is so yeah. I was thinking he could, could be still be Saruman because he, he looks quite Christopher Lee in in a lot of he does places. yeah he's got a he's yeah. a little more drawn than McKellen yeah so um, he might he might be he might be Saruman but um, I think know, isn't isn't Saruman supposed to have been the first wizard I can't like I know that I know that we're you know we're we're posing all of these like concepts but at the same time I think like the fucking fan service of the producer is going to be this is Gandalf let's not fuck around let's just give them the fucking thing they want you know like the the name of the stars as the vagabond's hat or something it's like the hermit's right. hat the hermit's hat and then he's going to pluck the fucking felt thing out of the sky and put it on his head and he'll be like the, I was just half expected it to close over or something at the top of it and just be the fucking sailor moon manifest in being <laughs> I wasn't really thinking that, but uh, no, I, I, I just I was thinking more her- hermit, spiraled. hermeticism, alchemy, kind of. But yeah, yeah, no, I liked it. It was cool. Um, if you look at the stars this way, it's also got a little pipe and it's smoking fucking weed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that second season isn't due until twenty twenty four. And I don't know if it's this time, 2024, so it's it's a while away. Yeah. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah. I recently watched, I haven't finished it, but I'm most of the way through it, uh, Primal. Have you watched any of that? I watched, I think, the first two episodes of it. I know I need to go back to it, and, and part of the like big selling point of it is the visual storytelling. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, I got distracted. I needed I need dialogue because I look away for a while. And I'm like, wait, what's happening? Um, just because I'd be I don't know drawn or something else at the same time. By the time I'm putting anything on to watch, I'm usually drawn or scribbling or writing something at the same time. Um, yeah, if it's not dialogue heavy, then you're going to miss a lot if you're not looking at it. Yeah, yeah, it requires just yeah, it requires attention, and by all means, it demands it. Because it's good. Gendy Tarkovsky? Tartakovsky? Tartakovsky? I think so. Um, how is it? You enjoying it? Yeah, it's, like I said, it's it's visual storytelling. It's, you know, it's quite good at all the stuff that Samurai Jack was good at. Um, it's a bit more violent than it, but mm. and by a bit is, I mean a lot, yeah. but it's good. Is he working on any feature stuff? Like he got stuck in Hotel Transylvania land for a while. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure. Okay. They announced the studio behind the upcoming Avatar. Live action? Not, or? not Cameron. Avatar. Right, Airbender. Yes. Although it hasn't been Airbender for a while, but yeah. Uh, the studio, I think, that did the last TMNT stuff and something else. Wait, live action so, stuff? 
No, like they're they're doing they're doing more animated. Yeah, they're doing at least two or three new. Are they going to be films? Actually, I can't remember. Okay. There's there's new animated Avatar stuff coming from Fran. It's coming from. So after the two creators walked away from the Netflix show, they set mm-hmm. up Avatar Studios and they've announced I think was it three or five projects and I think they can't remember now it's either three or five and potentially three of them are movies about three previous avatars that we have kind of been introduced to before so it'll be kind of a feature length stuff about I think it's Kyoshi and oh yeah I think I remember which ones but uh, so they've announced which studio is animating them, and it isn't Studio Mirror, which is a shame because yeah. they're awesome. Um, but we'll see. Andor was class this week. I'm still trying to get into it. Okay. Oh God, I just can't get. It. That's <laughs> I fair. <just> can't. <laughs> if it's not for you, it's not for you. I will. I I won't give up on it because I haven't even stayed with an episode long enough to know whether I dislike it. Hmm. So as so long I as I haven't decided I don't like dislike it, f- I'll keep I'll keep giving it. I heard shot. somebody say that it's one of the first Star Wars shows to like not be using the volume or not as extensively using it. So like okay. they're actually going out onto locations and it it like I don't think that's anything's biggest problem. No, I know, but it I definitely think watching this part of what I'm responding to is like oh it, it actually feels like there's stuck up a fucking like looks like an Irish or a Scandinavian mountain in the grass and the rain and it's it's got that sort of just it scope distance draw distance, you know. I I I think it looks great and it feels good. I know it's a like a sci-fi movie trick or trope to like you know, just stick people walking through like service areas of places and it feels futury because people don't know what those areas look like. So there's, you know, there's a couple of shots, even in the pilot where yeah. know, Gal Garcia, but not Gal Garcia, but no. Luna. Luna, Diego Luna is, yeah, he's walking, um, you know, he's walking around the sort of commercial district and it's like, these are just these sort of brutalist concrete areas around yeah. whatever city you're in that time. Like, um, Gattaca did a lot of that as well and like in time and that sort of stuff just using um, more industrialized areas to sell sci-fi but you know there's something real or it feels real to it but couple that with like there's so much money going into the visual effects stuff as well like the the flying around Coruscant looks great you know there's there's an escape sequence through a meteor storm in the most recent episode and you know the whole selling point of that meteor storm is it's like it's a it's an attraction for the people on that planet because it just becomes this sort of rainbow kaleidoscopic visual kind of like aurora borealis for them and they they escape through it and it looks great it looks amazing it's a great sequence and um luna's character being like you know he's a response in many ways to the the muting of Han Solo the 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 Han shot first stuff, um, Cassie and Andor shoots first, and they've they did it in Rogue One and they've done it in this, um, a few times as well. Like he is not afraid to kill a motherfucker before he has a chance to react, you know, and that was one of the things I loved about Han Solo, and that's the, one of those things that like it became a fucking, you know, kind of pathetic rallying cry to like 
say Han shot first, but like at the same time, it was something that made that world real and dangerous. Was that our heroes would do something we consider dishonorable? Um, but there's a great sense of tension in the show for me, anyway. Um, Skarsgård's character, the the woman playing Mon Mothma, the 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 intrigue or the the subterfuges. I can't remember her name. Who is she? Do you know her? Ah, go on. No. <laughs> no, to prove you know, like don't just give me shit for I not know, knowing. And I know, and you should know. I know Stellan Skarsgård because he's been around for forty fucking years and things. I don't know. This the lady hasn't been around. I don't know. And if she has, she's probably been in very good dramas that I'm not Aiden, watching because Aiden, there's not an alien. Aiden. Aiden. Hmm? There's a reason you shouldn't know this person. There's a reason I shouldn't know this person. Should. Should know this person. Is it just simply the Irishness? Yeah. Fuck that. You can't be like, oh, Scars go so good and that woman. Genevieve O'Reilly. What? <laughs> Playing Mon Mothma. Do you know who Genevieve O'Reilly is? <laughs> Stop laughing at me as if you know her from her fucking extensive <laughs> film career. I mean, I know you're thinking of Fiona Shaw. This is all great. I yeah, I mean, it's cut it you want, but it's like... <laughs> uh, I'm not editing this one. You dropped that on me. I, what do you, you mean? Can't just oh. see, you can't just say that now. you got to give me a warning. You last I week. I, I know said... I, I offered, yeah, but yeah. then you said as we started recording, oh, I'm recording this one so you can edit. No, yeah, that's yeah, not yeah. how this works. Okay, all right. So um, we'll cut the video a bit. <laughs> Genevieve O'Reilly. There you go. But why? Like, Cause you, you, you can't just you be know? like, oh, some woman. I said the woman playing, like, that's the only way you can use the language if I don't know the person's name. The woman playing Mon Mothma is great. And you, you can't pause for a second to, you know, extend your fingers <laughs> to where your keyboard is. I don't like the clickety clack noise in the recording because then I'd have to edit it out. Well, okay, look, uh, whether or not it was rude that I didn't have Genevieve O'Reilly's name to hand, are you familiar with her as an actress to the point that you know her? Nah. Back okay, well, man, motherfucker. Okay. Um, My point still stands. I mean, we could have just rolled right past it and just let the bit uh, land, which was, funnier. she's doing great. This is fine. I'm enjoying her immensely. Doing a great job. You're enjoying her immensely and you don't even know her name. That's most actors that I watch. I don't know any of the names of anybody in The Bear. That's Great not true. Show. That's not true. Well, you just said Skarsgård. You just said Skarsgård. I said The Bear there. I know, but it's not true that you don't know the names of any of the people. I called him Gail Garcia Barnell. That's an easy mistake to make. They're always together. They've both had projects, you know, around the same time on Disney+. Plus. I let you off that one. Okay. Okay. They're buddies. Okay. I'm enjoying Andor. Um, and it got to a point as well where there's like a few episodes left. And I'm like, oh, okay. Let's see what happens next. Bunch of Irish people in it. Lower Decks was fun. I finished watching Deep Space Nine. Um... I like Star Trek. 
now we've hit all the points that we hit. <laughs> I finally got around to watching season four of Veronica Mars. Oh, okay. I never watched an episode of that. It's great. And I had been wanting to rewatch it. And then mm. just last week, they added the first three seasons to Prime. So okay. I think I think you and Kevin should watch it and we should talk about it at some point. Um, yeah, really enjoy it. And they did a fourth season. They did a kind of revival in 2019. Did they finally... did they do like a crowdfunded movie or did they they did a crowdfunded movie between yeah that was one of the earlier kind of crowdfunded Kickstarter mm. film funded um, that yeah. was twenty fourteen I think okay so I think the show finished I think season one was two thousand and four and I think probably had a season a year so it did three seasons that probably brought them up to around two thousand and seven yeah. two thousand and eight and the third season ends kind of abruptly right um so then it's six years later when the film comes out and it it addresses some of it actually does it even properly it addresses some of the stuff that happens at the end of the third season but it drops some of the planned storylines um it's it's okay it's kind of like an episode of the show Mm. and then what five years later we got the the season four and I mean the, the kind of show's selling point not selling point but kind of you know kind of high concept uh, pitch is that it's a film noir set in a high school and this is before right. Brick I think it was a, yeah. about a year or two before Brick so yeah it's a teenage girl it's film noir kind of vibe but set in a high school um, and then in the third season, by the time it's in the third season, she's in university. So when it's, you know, when they came back for the fourth season, she is, you know, all grown up. Mm. Um, so it's kind of lost that angle. But uh, it was interesting still. Was, um, yeah. Because the, the other element of it is she's in a school where there's a very clear social divide. It's in this fictional town in... California it's a sort of like kind of like Santa Barbara Santa Barbara or kind of Orange County mm. so the idea is that at this at this public school the students are either the sons and daughters of actors and software billionaires or they are the sons and daughters of the people who work for the the kind right. of so there's there's really kind of no middle class in the, there's a there's hierarchy this, yeah. yeah um so yeah even though it loses the kind of school Angle, it's still this angle of you've got this town where there's this kind of big divide between the working class and the, the upper class. And it was eight episodes and it was, I really enjoyed it. Um, cool. So maybe I, I, like the, I like the idea that they've established a character there and now they've established a kind of pattern where it's like, let's come back every few years and just do a few episodes and like we can yeah. follow a person through there. Like, I mean, I guess we saw that with Murder She Wrote as well, like that she made those things forever same with Columbo yeah. the, there's so the many Poirot people got... movies with David Suchet mm-hmm. like the last one of those he did he's fucking like he plays Poirot towards the end of his life you know like not that David Suchet is there but like it's nice to get that like arc of lifespan of a person yep. or a character yeah and I think they they end the season in David such Suchet a way that... and the woman who played his assistant <laughs> they end the season in such a way that we might never come back to her and you kind of know where her story 
would end or they've left room to come back. But a lot of it is down to the fact that, you know, she's much more successful now and much busier now than she was when they they started the show. So mm. um, it'll be interesting to see if they ever do come back. I don't think they will, but um, it was a nice, if, if that's where they leave it, I think it was a good yeah. send off for the character. Yeah. There's so many people in the first season and second season that kind of just get their start. Like Tessa Thompson's in it, uh, Army Hammer's in it, Paul Rudd's in it in the, by the third season. And he was already, you know. He, he was, was already, already Paul Rudd, but he, he yeah. like Paul Rudd leveled he, up a bit. Yeah. Um, Michael Sarah, Alia Shawkat, they're mm. both in it. Um, That's like, I've got to check back in with it, but that, sh- like, I really like Alia Shawkat. Alia Shawkat and Michael Sarah are in the same episode. <laughs> I, I, I really like Alia Shawkat and that Search Party show. I, it's great. I'm so surprised that that show, like, I guess it must have an audience, but it's like, I, I remember when it was like season one and it felt like it was like dying on its ass in terms of viewership. And then I checked back and it's like, season five, we're finishing it. And it's like, wow, that thing just kept mm-hmm. going, didn't it? She's in uh, The Old Man as well. What was the name of the movie she'd made in Ireland? I can't remember. Animals it's or something? Or something it like that. It wasn't Nocturnal Animals. Because that came no. out around the same time, but it was something, something to do with like savages or animals. Or yeah, something. yeah, something to do with the sort of the nightlife. Of yeah, Dublin, which Blanking was kind of like, it. yeah. Um, I enjoyed it, but I enjoyed it from a standpoint of like Irish cinema, you know, where it's like, yeah, we did it, lads. We made a film. It's a bit wobbly, but we all had fun, you know. <laughs> you know, we all had nice ideas, and we did our best to execute them. She plays a very different type of character in The Old Man as well. Something I'm okay. not used to seeing her do. Yeah, she's great though. I mean, she's, cool. yeah. she's a great actress. So check out The Old Man also. Oh, you keep telling me I must, yeah. yeah. No. I, I, it, at this Sounds point like when I turn on Disney Plus, at this point when I turn on Disney Plus, it's right next to the bear. So I'm going to go down after this podcast and uh, oh, I was going to say get some comfort food but I don't think we have anything in the house um, like I went down this morning and faced with the fact that we don't have eggs we don't have milk no cereal so you just get that stuff delivered anyway I, I just don't stop it um, I ran out of the coffee that I normally use for Aldi deliver on coffee. Deliveroo now don't they do they what they do when they get yeah do they yeah um I ran out of the coffee for my mocha. I just get your butler to do it. Got some French press coffee, and in a pinch, what I've done in the past is like make because my French press broke, and like the glass thing. Don't let me let let me just paint myself as a monster before you make fun of me for having problems. Right? Um, my solution was to make the coffee in like a glass and then like use a fucking tea towel as a filter to just like strain it into. I thought you did that by mistake or something that you weren't paying attention. I didn't realize that you actually intentionally No, it, it's it's me trying to jerry-rig a situation. MacGyver. Like, and, uh, <laughs> and I managed to dig MacGyver, out... MacGyver, you are not. That's not true. I'm, You're pretty I managed to dig out an actual sieve this morning and make the coffee again in a messy fucking way over like a bowl, but I got a cup of coffee out of it. And actually using a sieve... And then drinking that same coffee uh, really highlighted how much the cup of coffee I had the day before 
tasted like tea towel. Tasted like moldy fabric. Tell me you grim. didn't drink all of it. Tell me you threw it out after. I drank the entire thing. Yeah. I, I was I was there for the caffeine and the heat. I just this is was why like, this is why this, I make fun of you. This it was fucking rotten. And especially going, oh, this same coffee tastes grand now. Uh just highlighted how how much I was just drinking the fibers of that tea towel. How much of a degenerate you are. I I fucking I will survive. In um, I'm I'm a very low level version of Werner Herzog and Jack Reacher. I need coffee. I will sip it through a dirty tea towel if necessary. Always the same decision. I never understand. I might just go downstairs and watch Jack Reacher. It's back on Netflix. That guy's on something, right? He's on something, and <laughs> he's not better than Cruz. He's Alan he's just Alan Richman Rich Rich Richson Richson Richson. Um, he's preposterously like, big. He's prepos- He's he's like, oh, I walk and, around and like, at two oh five. I put on thirty pounds. Like in the, the space of six months, and now he's touting putting on another five or something for season two. And like the the, the thing is, in his late thirties, Lee Child kind of said, and whether it was just because Cruz is now playing the character, he's like, Reacher's size is always supposed to be a, a metaphor. It's always supposed to create a sense, a picture in your head of an unstoppable force. And what better way to do that by just insisting on how massive the guy is? Yeah. But he's also a hobo. He's a drifter. Mm. You know, and it, it I, I believe Tom Cruise being uh, a force of nature and a kind of an unstoppable, like, fucking pit bull with a bone that, you know, you've pissed mm. me off now and I'm not dropping this. I'm going to yeah. beat you to death. And he doesn't need to be a big person to do it because I just believe that he's pissed off yeah. enough to kind of do this. And we've all, we've all met people with an yeah. energy far yeah. above their size where you're just like something about the way this guy just walked in yeah. and fucking and said it, what he it, said it means does, it, I'm not one it doesn't this. work for me when the guy's wearing t-shirts that are as big as he is his t-shirts are too small for him you know he looks he looks like a fucking Abercrombie model or something like that and it just it's stupid and now the fact that he's preposterously this size it's like Reacher Reacher wouldn't look like that. Reacher would look, if anything, he'd be kind of like Bale in Batman Begins. Mm. Just like bulky. But not, and then Bale kind of specifically said he didn't want to look like an underwear model. He just wanted to be this. Yeah. And like he's in great shape, but he's he was, he's bulky. P- people you know? that work security aren't necessarily fucking aesthetic. Yeah. They're effective. Yeah. And this, like he looks great. He, he looks yeah. fantastic. But this idea yeah. as well that he, he's doing it all fucking naturally and stuff, it's just, it's yeah. nonsense. Okay. What did he say? He walks around 205 or something? I can't, I, I, I can't remember. I only heard that he'd gone up to 245 or something. Okay, I've been working out for 18 months with creatine, consistently eating well. I'm 215. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I've got body fat on me. And I'm... I'm kind of on top of my shit here. So what am yeah, I missing? Yeah. Well, I've, I've, been, I've been on top of my shit for about... I, I do think you need another 40 grams of protein. I did the numbers. Okay. Well, I'll look into it. But like, um, you know... No, see, I'd like, no, no but, but jokes. That's, but that's, I, for, I do think but that's <laughs> for like growth, right? Like, Yeah. 
Well, no, well, yeah. you, you, you could do it. That'd be a, that wouldn't just be a, a bulk uh, requiring a, a cut. That would be that if you were doing that right in training, yeah. you know, three, four times that, that it would be slow. Yeah. But it would be, I'm, it would I'm, be a kind of a lean. lean I've got a focused program. I'm in four to six times a week. Yeah. And I'm eating like a fucking uh, horse. McElhenney has already pretty much said it. Mm. You know, he's been pretty, he's been as black and white about it without yeah. really saying it. But he's like, you have these doctors, you go to them and they, they give you vitamins, give you what you need. Yeah. yeah. They take your blood work. They look at where your hormones are or not optimal and they supplement that. Yeah. Cool. This is as rogany as our podcast gets, but uh, where do I get that doctor in Ireland? You don't. Just, like I said, increase your protein. You're doing great. I guarantee. Um, I guarantee. I actually also, like, I fit into my clothes at the moment. I don't want to have to buy new clothes because I've gotten bigger. So that's well, Richardson doesn't thinking. fit into his clothes, like I said. Yeah. There's, there's a scene, I, I really kind of dropped off Reacher towards the end because it just got a bit same Formula. and it got a yeah. bit got a bit it slightly kind of got far. kind of like NCIS-y yeah oh very much yeah like it's and then that's the thing like the, there's an entire genre of the special detective and Veronica Mars is is yeah. that and one of the reasons I like it so much is that the writing and characters in Veronica Mars are so good the mystery in each episode even though it's very often there's an overarching one which in season one is the death of her friend who murdered right. her her friend um, a lot of the other mysteries are just stuff like high school students coming to her with problems and they're still infinitely more interesting than anything that you'd get even in something like Bosch which is mm. you know kind of better than the NCIS's and the CIS's and stuff but uh, yeah it's that detective with a twist thing and Veronica Mars is again so much better than uh, the Reacher show because yeah towards the end of it it just got a bit stupid but there was a scene at one point where they're in a different city for some reason and he's got to change his clothes or something and he goes into a thrift shop and he buys a bunch of t-shirts and the t-shirt he puts on like it's this low kind of I think they get it out of like a charity bin or something is it? Yeah or, and yeah. it's just it's it's he looks stupid mm. not and he doesn't he doesn't look stupid but Reacher the idea of Reacher wearing it um, and looking like a you know an underwear model it's just like oh, he's he's supposed to be yeah. It's like crew, when, when Cruz is wearing it, like it's just, it's that shirt, that jacket. It's, you know. Yeah, it's, it's funny. It's, like they do it a couple a hobo, of times. He's a drifter. In the movie, you know, the idea that he just has one shirt and one pair of pants yeah. and it just slings on and he gets on with his fucking day is, yeah. I don't know, they just made too much of it. I, I'm, we're, 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 I don't know, we're, we're rehashing a show that we actually enjoyed, so... I just, well, I do, I, like I said, I enjoyed, I enjoyed half of it. It lost me. I just get slightly annoyed that we're getting. I get slightly. I don't even. I just that we're getting a lot of promo around the fucking muscle building on the guy, and I'm like, yeah. there's no fucking way that you're not doing the things that celebrities do. So just fucking say that, you know. And like the, this guy, he's always been big. Like he's in Titans. He plays Hawk. Yeah. In yeah. Titans. Hawk and He's a big guy. He yeah. doesn't need to get <laughs> any bigger, you know? Yeah. Um, the, um, the, oh God, like the, the, you know, the liver king. Yeah. 
Yeah. So he started popping up on a couple of podcasts, and like I listen to Bert Kreischer's podcast. Um, I I enjoy him. I find him to be the lovable dope of that group of, you know, slightly dickish comics. Um, but I was going, God, this guy feels like a fucking snake oil salesman, and I hate his energy. The Liver King guy. Like, why is he now on these podcasts? Because I feel like they should hate this guy. Like, everything I know about Bert, like, this guy shouldn't be, like, like, this guy should kind of be a punchline. Even if he's willing to have a conversation with the guy, like, you should walk away from going, this is fucked up. This guy's fucking weird. It's not, it's it's odd anyway, you know? Um, And then halfway through the fucking episode, he went, this podcast is brought to you by Liver King. It's like, oh, there we go. He sponsored the episode. He's he selling his supplements or whatever the fuck he's doing. And, and it's like, that's a guy who's like, nope, I've never done any hormone or uh, <laughs> steroid use thing. This, like, again, he's insisting, yeah, I've worked out my entire life. And it's like, that's grand. But look at you. Mm-hmm. And you're eight. That's bollocks. Yep. It's just bollocks. And not only... Like... When I was a kid, I remember the idea of like steroids as this demonized fucking thing, you know, in, in the same way that Ireland and probably a lot of the world demonized a lot of drugs anyway. And my understanding as I've got older has kind of softened on a lot of that. And like, it's not great and it probably leads to problems. And if you do it wrong, you can have like bad skin and X, Y, and Z and whatever. But if people do a cycle or whatever, like, it's not going to kill you. But also, then just fucking say you did a cycle. You know? Like, yep. like, oh, I've been working out my entire life. Yeah, and you did three cycles of steroids when you were 20 and put on all of that fucking mass, and now you're kind of maintaining it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I don't know. No, like, even... Uh, I won't say any names because I'm not 100% certain about it, but, like, there's a few people I've seen on Instagram that are their their selling point and they're not really selling anything but they're they're unique they're, they're differentiating thing on their on their posts and stuff is their age mm. and their ability for kind of further so they're in their 50s and they're in incredible shape and they live a very natural looking shape but then you find out that when they were in their 20s or 30s they were in like whether it was a mr olympia or something so they were not natural bodybuilders mm. just no chance. And it's like, yeah, it's very impressive you're doing stuff in your 50s and you're in this incredible shape. But you didn't get like that naturally. It's like, it's as you said, they got into this shape, which is, you know, yeah. it's, that, it's they, that. They laid a foundation. They used the tools yeah. available and they laid a, a foundation. And, and like, I, I don't know if this guy's ever denied that, so I kind of won't say anything. But mm. every one of their posts is kind of like, doing this thing and it's kind of all functional and mobile and they look great and they're 50 something I have never said that (laughs) I will neither confirm nor deny you know they were not a natural bodybuilder and like I said I don't know if they've never even necessarily insisted that they are but that's that's the impression I've gotten from their posts like I'll read the caption and and they're kind of it's implied that I'm this age and I do all this kind of natural kind of stuff and it's like but there was a period in your youth where you certainly weren't and maybe they've never denied that i have i have never touched anything in that regard as evidenced by looking at me but um it is fucking funny when 
like it's so prolific now with the whole sort of like the way social media has made fitness just this thing. I was talking to somebody recently that they were going to a physio and their physio was telling them that they you know they've seen a bunch of kind of teenage kind of later maybe you know fifth or sixth year secondary school playing rugby and they are already they've already been through a couple of cycles of mm. some type of yeah PED um, and I, there's I, teenagers I, there's teenagers playing rugby that are Oh, yeah. steroids. Well, because rugby, rugby also by... became professionalized, and it it be, it became a I, I a even pathway remember, towards. I don't know if you remember. Life. It was the last time you was it the last time you were in Cork. See, the last time this no, it wasn't the last time. It was um, it wasn't when you were here with Chris. It was back in March, I think. Yeah, it was one of the nights we went out, and like you're big, Patty's big. Mm. And we were getting pizza and there was two guys in the queue that were slightly taller than you, but maybe not as tall as Patty, but they were just so much bigger than either of you. And they were in their kind of early or mid twenties mm. and they clearly, you know, yeah, it's, they, they, it's they, just... they were an unnatural size and you don't get that big just by just by lifting the, these guys were like scaled up you know yeah. and they weren't particularly yeah. muscular but they were just but it, there's big. a, a there's Do you remember a those two guys density to them i yeah i don't specifically remember those two but even like the the stand-up gig i did in bray on wednesday like like it's a it's a weird little room it's got a like subdivision down it and like it's like the upstairs on a like i don't know like a gabled roof upstairs and there's a wall in the middle where the chimney is so one half of it is watching the show on a projector but that's kind of where the comics congregate and I walked through into the other room got up the front got to the microphone and there was like 12 lads around little tables in the front and they were just fucking walls every one of them was just like a brick shit house. but they all looked 20 like mm-hmm. just like college age-ish you know they didn't have the like they they didn't smack a children and they weren't like grown ass dudes either you know so so they had yeah. that um, and it's just like wow this is just like and yeah it's just it's prolific I guess is is what I'm getting at like mm-hmm. big builds on the boys on the boyos um, and they were good as well actually I was kind of surprised by the behavior as well like they were like real good vibes off of them which was like cool I was prepared for like a rugby team being a bunch of dickheads or something um, but. What's what's the point of any of this? Um, the disingenuous nature is, of is he's he's too people big. selling it. <laughs> I, um, I remember being very telling that like there's a lovely photo of Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone in hospital beds together having heart surgery. You know because they, they were the most visible proponents of you know um, physical. Physical fitness feels harsh to say, but like physical fitness or body as product, body as product, and just knowing there's no way there weren't yeah. steroids in the 70s, you know, and like these guys did whatever the fuck they could do to get the size they needed. And they're paying for it now. Like I'm sure um, Colombo and all of these other sort of era bodybuilders as well. Not that heart disease isn't a just a thing among people anyway, but, you know, these bodybuilders getting. Anyway, 
weird. If you're getting segment. massive, just 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 don't lie about it. It yeah, and it's unfucking sustainable as well. Like it's unsustainable. Like I know that we when we talked about Reacher the last time, we were like, ah, some people are just big, you know. But I'm like, Grant, and he like I said, big. he he is, he is a big guy, but he but he's supposed to be a yeah. vagabond yeah. walking across America, and I am in a fixed location day in day out, and I'm having trouble eating the food I need. Yeah. And he eat. also does, like he eats a lot, and he probably eats a lot of protein. But he's not a he doesn't eat healthily because like, he's yeah. eating in diners all the time. So it's yeah. it's bacon, eggs, coffee, yeah. all the time. Um, sure, yeah. but he should look more like a, a tall Ron Swanson as opposed to underwear model. You know? Yeah. Oh God. <sighs> Now I want to see Ron Swanson. I want to see, I want to see Nick Offerman do. You believe him bitch. at any size, do Reacher? You know, I yeah. I believe him as Reacher in Parks and Rec. He oh, just walks exactly, into rooms yeah. and says, yeah. "You're going to want to sit down, son." You know, it's yeah. like, "Oh fuck," you know. Yeah. Oh God, I love Nick Offerman, and I love the just like, I love knowing that he trained in Kabuki theater and then watching him work his face. Yeah. <laughs> you haven't watched Devs yet. No. Too much TV. It's almost, it's almost like I recommend stuff. And no, you're not. You're not wrong. It's there. I'm. Is there anything on Apple TV worth watching? Um, Severance is on there, right? Severance is on there. I've heard the morning show's good, but I haven't seen it. Because I got tricked into paying four ninety nine, oh. and and now I've had it for two wow. months, and I haven't watched fucking anything. You know, wow. I need to cancel Severance it. and the morning show. Three and seasons canceled. of C with Jason Momoa. I can't believe that's still going. I can't believe that's still going. That was a joke when it was a trailer. Yeah. I, that felt SNL sketch then, you know? Yeah. Mm. I I really like Apple's, like, on my TV downstairs, I like the interface of the app. I like the feel of navigating around it, but I keep opening it and going, nah. I don't want to watch anything here. There's nothing I want to watch. cancel that shit you're going to go see Black Adam I really had no intention of seeing it but then I saw Pierce Brosnan do a few interviews and I was like I kind of want to see it to support Pierce Brosnan <laughs> I like Pierce um, but I'm not a fan of The Rock at all so yeah I would have been a fan of The Rock but there's something about this movie and the way that he's walked into the marketing of it. Yep. And he, he kind of like, it was funny when he did it in Fast and the Furious when he sort of went, hey, like, they bring me in to save franchises. And I was like, I was kind of funny because I just had no fucking respect for the Fast and the Furious movies, really, you know? But when you're coming into the sort of the superhero world, the DC world that's had Nolan and it's had the Joker, it's had the Tim Burton Batman's and it's had Christopher Reeves when it's had Richard Donner, like whether or not we have issues with Snyder's superhero movies, like the Wonder Woman movie is good. That Aquaman movie is fun, if not good to be walking into it going, Hey, I'm the most powerful person in the planet. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm changing the whole dynamic in the fucking universe. It's like, you're a fucking asterisk of a character in 60 years of comic books. Like Black Adam is he's there, but like nobody's favorite character is Black Adam. Well, I mean the the thing is, he could insist that the character is as important as he's saying, and then make it that Nothing. important. You know. Oh, well, I mean, yeah. Like he can because he, that that 
but I mean, what he's pushing for is a a film where the Suicide Squad and the Justice League have to team up to take him down. And people would love that. They would eat that up. If they insist that, like, he might not be that big a threat in the comics, but if they say he is in the films, then he is in the films. And yeah. that that could work. Whether or not it'll happen, but that, that's what he's pushing for. He's, he's pitched a film where the Suicide Squad and the Justice League have to take him down. And they make him this... Thanos-type level. Threat, but that's what I was course, about to say. He's, loves, yeah. he's... He's... Forcing a Thanos. Yeah, us. exactly. He's insisting that... Yeah. So there... But that's that's the same shit that DC has always had as a problem post-Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is they're trying to force the saga rather than just mm-hmm. letting it grow. They just force us to dark side. They force us to. I can't even remember the name of the fucking character Karen Hines played. Was Steppen it Gilgamesh? Wolf. Steppenwolf. Um, they f- they're just forcing these people into our fucking cinemas, and like Thanos became a threat because he lurked for. Fucking fifteen. And he's, films. he's also that size of a threat in the books, so there is. Yeah, you know it can. And Darkseid kind of, could have been that, but they just pissed mm. through it. That's the that's the kind of funny thing is that in the comics it's always been you know there there's a man thing and there's a swamp thing. There's mm. there's there's always you know some parallel. There's been there's been no shame in yeah. copying parallel. Yeah, uh, there's ants and there's a bug like like mm. it's happened in Hollywood all the time. They they these people have fucking lunches together they know what they're making yeah. so they go oh yeah. they're making that thing over there we're going to make the same thing mm. so when Marvel when the MCU did what it did and it worked why didn't they just copy it like, I, I don't it, it's it, just impatient there's, there's the blueprint let's yeah. fucking let's copy it because and nobody wanted just guessing but I don't think there's anybody in Warners because that's where those films are coming from but, but, that, but that's that all is the more the Kevin reason Feige. to but that's all the more reason to copy it, you know. But they would need to install somebody with the sense, and it's, it's like rather than rush and go, okay, well, let's do, let's let's go straight to Batman versus Superman. Um, whereas, like, you know, it, t- talking about like trying to get squeeze content out of your, you know, intellectual properties. Mm. Why did they go straight to like from Man of Steel? Batman versus Superman, where they put three characters in there, mm. straight to a Justice League. Why didn't they again? You know, do the do the Iron Man, do the Thor, do the Captain Marvel? Because like, ring more films out of it while establishing this other thing. They jumped straight to. It didn't make a lick of sense, especially when, as well, supposedly Feige greenlit Civil War when he heard Warner Brothers was doing Batman v Superman. And those films have very similar plots. So mm. Marvel even kind of saw, oh, they're doing that because I, I think they had pitched Civil War to Feige and he said no. But then when he heard they were doing Batman v Superman, he was like, okay, well, let's, let's do Iron Man v Captain America. So, but you see, the thing is, there's, 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 and you're right, but there's, there is a Civil War arc in the comics yep. around Tony and Captain America Where's the Batman versus Superman arc? You know, like, I know we've got the Dark Knight 
returns where they beat each other up. But they don't do... Like, they don't do that in the movie. When you watch, when you read The Dark Knight Returns, it's an older Batman. We have, as a reader, the weight of knowledge of all the comic books that came before it. And the way that Batman talks about Clark mm. in that book as being, you know, the ultimate Boy Scout that, like, when this, these accords came in and when these new rules and regulations, he flocked to the side of law and order and he stayed and he worked with the government and became this sort of shill and let his morals degrade by degree over time. Like, he got chipped away to becoming this sort of errand boy. And there's no semblance of that in Batman versus Superman. There's just, let's make the two dudes hit each other. I mean, the, the, the question was, the question was, are you going to see it? Am I going to see it? It's out at the end of the month, I think. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I really, I really had like... no intention of it. But like I said, I saw Pierce Brosnan on Seth Meyers. And he said he said something to the effect of, you know, he's kind of done Bond. He's done all this other stuff. And I think Myers asked him, like, were you familiar with the character? He's like, oh, my sons had told me about the character. And he was saying, I always wondered, uh, were these people, like, meaning... Marvel and DC were they ever going to give me a call was I ever going to get my turn in one of these kind of franchises is like and then they called me and I'm in this and I was like oh <laughs> that's my only reason to yeah. maybe want to see it um, but it's 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 also yeah it it's it's like being in a fucking Sony Spider-Man movie at this point it's like yeah. you're in the you're in the bad you're in the bad so, one. sorry Pierce you're in, you're the, in the bad off. one yeah like did did you know anything about the character? Nobody knows anything about Doctor Fate. Apparently, his sons told him. Get fucked. His okay, sons are not reading Doctor Fate books. They don't have to read the books. I know yeah, about I, him from Justice League Unlimited and but he's Young he's, Titan or Young Justice. So I mean, they could have told him through that. He never. It doesn't have to be sure. books. Sure, but but no, I, I'm not being like gatekeepy around it. I'm I'm just saying you that are I, a little bit. I don't know. I'm saying I don't think that this character has been embraced by the world. He doesn't need to be to though. the point that people he like Doctor Strange wasn't either, you know. But to the point that your character, to the point that you could ask your kids, "Hey, do you know and like this character? Should I do this?" It's like your kids. But they might, they might know him from. They might go. We know he exists. They might know him That's, from Young Justice. Okay, it's fair. They might. Yeah. Sorry, or maybe Pierce. They're, they're, maybe they're okay, who do we cast Pierce as in the MCU? Like, let's redeem him. We love Pierce Brosnan, the man from Navin. Hmm. A man named Taffin. Maybe you shouldn't be living here. Did you see the footage of the guy? The is it called Live Wire? It was a clip going around of Pierce Brosnan pushing a clown in a wheelchair. I saw that and then exploded. I, I was one I, of the ones we rented. I think I mentioned the guy who used to drive around and let you yeah. rent VHSs from the back of his car, and you could keep them for a week. That was one of the ones we rented. So I've seen it more. Than I feel once, like I have we had to the watch tape it for a week. <laughs> I feel like I should definitely watch it. I've missed a, I've missed a part of Brosnan history. Who does an older Pierce Brosnan play in the MCU at this point? Do we get him into the X Men world of things? Hmm. Like if you, he doesn't quite have the Shakespearean thing that McKellen brought to Magneto. 
the sort of stoicism. I think he's got a bit more tongue in cheek than. You see, we we don't really know what's kind of coming up. We don't yeah. really know what roles there is are. Is there a kind of Thomas Crown, like a sort of older adventurer? I was thinking if they do something in the Midnight Suns side of stuff, he could be a good fit there. Mm. Particularly if that involves Elsa Bloodstone, mm. given that she's played by an Irish actress now, that, you know, maybe he'd be a kind of a... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought it was Christian really. and her name is 